live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. What it do, baby? It's the Iceman, Paul Wall. Actually, just me, Jeffrey Wilson. Coming to you live and direct for another episode of the Conspiracy Farm. Rolling shotgun, as always. Uh, with my homeboy. I'm sorry if I'm exasperated a little bit and running around. Pat Milicic, how are we doing this fine evening, my friend? We've been gone for a little bit. Um, haven't been doing as many shows this week, as I told you. Um, my brain was mush earlier this week. I couldn't hardly, not literally, but it's hard to form sentences to get my mind around everything. Especially to get my mind around everything going on with uh, for the show and be able to articulate myself. But uh, how are you doing, brother? You know, man, uh, we're both, you know, burning the, burning the candle at both ends, you know. We're doing a lot. We've done a lot of shows. We've done a lot of shows. Uh, COVID thing and now the, the crazy uh, demonstrations and riots. And there's a lot of people out there that just want to. Just want to demonstrate peacefully, man. And there's a there's a certain sector of paid individuals uh, who are unfortunately sliding into the mix and, and doing a lot of damage to people's businesses and um, you know lighting stuff on fire and everything else. So it's it's a fucking shit you know, up is what we call it. Fucking shit up, man. It's what they're doing. Yeah, and we and we you and I both know, dude, that the the judicial system is is all messed up, man. People are people are getting the raw end of the deal many times. Of course, they're black and Latino. Um, you know, I've seen the judicial system that you know work very unfairly firsthand. So um, I feel I do I feel for those people, and it does need to change. Uh, but at the same time, man, we gotta we gotta root out anybody that's coming into our towns, our cities, uh, from other areas to to wreak wreak havoc and and uh, bring violence to the people of our of our city. We need to protect our people and we need to run those people out of our town. So you know anybody out there that's you know doing the demonstrations and stuff, and you got to recognize, man, when you see people you don't you don't know from your town, they're not from your town, and they're they're there to to wreak havoc and cause violence. Or you see any of these antifa assholes that are you know throwing money around and telling people to go burn stuff and this and that those, those are the ones that need to get laid out they need to get leveled well and people start to smell it like a fart in a car dude it's uh becoming more and more i mean you had bob Barr saying essentially everything but soros's name and a press conference the other day. and I'm, I'm not a fan of bob Barr. i mean he's his doj is expanding arrest powers but he's at least calling things out for what they are and before we get too crazy started bench ladies and gentlemen please support the show support the sponsors the conspiracy and uh if you don't like the interweb if you don't like messing with the interweb we are on dish tv if you go to dish tv dish network and you search uh dish communities and you go there and you search for the conspiracy farm you can find us on your television with all our beautifulness but, um, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And I did, honestly, I'm not saying a threat to freedom anywhere is a threat to freedom everywhere. Peace, blessings, and condolences to George Floyd and his family. Um, again, you know, the justice right. system is a bit out of control. But, you know, it's, it's really uh, unfortunate, A, that these things even happen. And then when it does happen, you have paid provocateurs coming in to already throw gasoline on an already blazing fire. 
And you know, again, people are starting right. to under they're starting to realize, man, that these people that are coming in and breaking windows and uh, blowing stuff up, starting fires, they're they're not a part of the community. Uh, if you look at the Minnesota police chief saying, uh, I forget when it was, but he was saying like a lot of the people, ninety percent of a lot of the people we've been arresting are not even from here. So it's happening. The same thing was going on in Ferguson and um, Ferguson. Sorry, whatever. Don't mean to be a dick, but yeah, you know what I mean. What they call it, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 all it's all a part of this Hegelian guy, dialectic, ladies and gentlemen. We just can't fall for it with our emotions. These things that are happening in in certain segments of society are absolutely abhorrent, and they need to be addressed. Right? Speak truth to power. But again, this is a chess game, and there is so much more going on. You know, a lot of these rioters, looters, they're they're creating a situation where a certain side who not long ago was like, you know, don't put military on the street. You know, we don't want military on the street. They're almost begging for it. And it's a part of that dialectic. They create a situation where you almost beg for, hey, somebody please save us from this. And then they bring in and they activate military on the street. And you got Mad Dog Mattis even saying like, yo, bro, pump the fucking brakes, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody, as you've said, Jeff, and I kind of I basically kind of quoted you, uh, just that line of thinking that we've been talking about, though, is, you know, People need to keep the same enthusiasm when it dawns on them that they are in the poorhouse when they weren't before this. Um, and you're not in the poorhouse because of the shutdown. You're in the poorhouse uh, because of the quantitative easing that went on from 2008 until this collapse happened, this financial collapse. And uh, if you don't think that uh, the, the virus was is cover-up um, to cover the politicians and bankers' asses, and you don't think that the... Uh, paid provocateurs that are going out and destroying people's shit are, uh, if this wasn't all planned, then, you know, you have to ask yourself, um, how did a thousand, a couple of different thousand page uh, <clears throat> stimulus packages get written in a few days? Um, those were already written. You have, you've got to use common sense at some point, yeah. people. You know, and the buses were already rented and gassed up. Hundreds and hundreds of buses were already rented and gassed up. And filled with people who were being paid to come to your town. Well, and then you got the bricks too. The bricks getting delivered to almost every hot spot. I mean, again, you, yeah. it's it just reeks of of uh, provocateurism. Again, yes, the gentleman, the gentleman George Floyd died, and it's super unfortunate. And you know, what my first episode of it's me speaking to you was with you, Champ. My original podcast that got all of this started for all of this. And you mentioned something. I, I don't even know what was going on, but we just happened to have a conversation. You said something that blew my mind that police forces on average have about four to five hours of training of hand-to-hand body control uh, in the academy or just coming out of the box or even per year per year. I mean, and that's, you know, with the type of that's 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 like if they're lucky. a lot. Yeah, of times. yeah, for sure. So, again, there's so many things that need to be addressed here, man, and without a shadow of a doubt, man, because it's just like. Not to go too deep into it, because I do want to speak about this stuff we heard today about China, et cetera. But there definitely needs to be some changes, man. Better better training, more accountability. Um, but again, we can't necessarily fall for the okie doke every time because I'm seeing videos. You know, again, I'm not going to try to get too deep into it because it's, it is being weaponized. What has happened to George Floyd has been weaponized. You see black lives mattering i saw an african woman i forget her name you know black lives matter well over memorial day weekend here in st louis 16 people were shot and killed or six people were shot several killed there was no black lives matter parades in chicago on any given day it's a it's a freaking kill zone and there's no uh there's no parades and stuff and i'm not i'm not trying to put into question people's you know real 
contempt for what happening for what happened, but you cannot have this selective butt hurtness and weaponize um, so supposed social uh, supposed ju- social justice when it's convenient for you. Keep it consistent, man. And again, like you said, keep the same energy, legitimate protesters. When in a few months we see the full Monty of the collapse of the middle class, the collapse of our financial system, the largest redistribution of wealth we've ever seen. You know, the jobs that have been lost, the the small businesses that have been lost, this encompasses every race, creed, color, however you want to describe it. And I said to you, and I even said to my brother, shout out to Ken Wilson, we had a conversation the other day, it's easy to see a video of a guy dying right in front of your face and get pissed at at it. I get it. Definitely. Do your your thing to protest that, because it's fucking egregious, and it's been happening for far too long. But this larger chess game of the effects that you can't quite see yet, that nobody's marching in the streets for, that they should be. It's about to become painfully apparent to everybody very, very soon. So, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, is look, you know, it's it's that people are so easily manipulated. And this is where where I I let the video go on Facebook. I I posted that about emotions, people thinking with emotions. You're going to it's already costing people their lives because you're thinking with emotions instead of being being calm and and, uh, thinking your way through this and. The best way to go about it, and you know, people hating people hating on each other because of, of skin color and all this other stuff, man. It's just, it's so, uh, it's so troubling. Uh, it is, and it's so basic. It, it just, it just takes us to the lower rung of our freaking chakras and our energy, dude. We're really, I mean, just to to, to be arguing about just base shit like that. When I say all the time, man, and most people can relate to this, we have so much more in common than we do different. But they take yeah. those differences and they weaponize us, man. But it, it going back, something just came to my mind. The Black Lives Matter. Someone just showed me a video. This, you know, old school black woman whose business was destroyed is pissed like what black lives matter what about my fucking business what about these black owned businesses in your communities that you destroyed what about the black gentleman here in st louis a retired police captain who was killed i mean you you hear it you hear mutterings of this and that but it's no takeover of the streets and no black lives matter about black folks killing each other and again it's a so much more larger conversation but again ladies and gentlemen keep that same energy that you have right now about the legitimate death of this gentleman. And as we see in the weeks and months moving forward, this real threat that encompasses all of us. And we're going to see how we've been played against each other. We talk about it all the fucking time, champ. If anybody, people who are fans of this show, legitimately episode to episode fans of this show, you heard Pat and I saying, even before this went down, Leading into this 2020 election, even before COVID, even before these riots have been happening, we've been saying they're going to play these groups off of each other as they move into the 2020 election. And what have they done? Done that very thing. And then they add the COVID separation. That's even causing divide and conquer. And then with this whole thing with the social unrest, they're taking in an already existing situation and exacerbating that even more as we move into the summer. And, you know, Trump's talking about, you know, militarizing. I mean, the police have already been militarized, but uh, activating the military, et cetera. So, again, like Pat has said, I've said, please stop falling for the fucking banana in the tailpipe. They want you to riot in the streets. Medical martial law didn't work. So now they're throwing gas on the fire so legitimate hardcore martial law can be put yeah. into place. And they're going to make what's been happening over the last three months with our social restriction, et cetera, movement and look like freaking patty cake. So, again, stop falling for the okie doke, man. Well, this is interesting. Um, yeah, the, the elites are the, the elites plan is working perfectly because so many people are falling for it. People just need to 
just wake up, man. Just just wake the hell up and stop. And, you know, this is uh, Matt Walsh posted this, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, George Floyd's funeral is expected to have hundreds or thousands of attendees, including high-profile politicians like Biden. Meanwhile, people have not been allowed to go to their own family members' funerals because attendance was capped due to COVID. I saw that. So, you know, this is the type of stuff that's going on. And Biden going to Floyd, George Floyd's funeral is insane to me because here's why. Uh, all of these demonstrations by people out there that want justice in the court systems and everything else and, and want, you know, police brutality um, to go away and everything else. But they don't realize that Biden's the asshole that penned the stuff for Clinton uh, that put so many black men in prison. The, the crime the bill, yeah. He's the asshole that did it. He's yeah. the asshole that did it. And people just, you're, I, I, you know, I'm so frustrated by the idiots in our society, the ignorance um, that just they watch a TV and somebody says, we want to give you this and we want to give you free this. and we want to, Oh, you should go to school for free. Everybody should get school for free. And we should give this to you and free medical and free everything. Well, here's the problem with that. Um, one, if they give you free medical, well, they then can start dictating to you that you cannot smoke, that you cannot eat sugar, that you have to get in shape, you have to do this, you have to do that, and they just basically take away every freedom that you ever thought you had because that's what they you're allowing them to do. And it's like uh, uh, the famous quote uh, by Thomas uh, Sowell. Uh, if you give the government the ability to feed you, you then give them the ability to starve you. Right. That's what Americans are literally doing. That's what Americans are doing right now. Is they're just getting in line, just getting in line. Well, and again, it's they're they're you know the social engineers, the cats who perfected MK Ultra this point to this point where they can MK Ultra the masses, cities, states, countries, world. At this point, they were just ones and zeros, man. They 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 begun to understand us psychologically so well. They know exactly what buttons to push to move us in a certain direction, and that's where the the, the normies just have to really kind of snap out of the spell that has been put under them. Yes, you can you can protest against something so egregious as this but again keep that same freaking energy as we move towards this complete collapse of our society that has been engineered COVID is real ladies and gentlemen absolutely people are dying from it but if you don't think that that was engineered or in some way you know created you know you're just not paying attention to what's going on you know the, the Obama administration as long as other administrations gave millions of dollars to the Wuhan laboratory to help create these kind of things so again yeah. it's always a, it's always a chess game but we wound up playing fucking checkers and that's by design and you know the fact that military is on the streets right now is by design that's what they wanted the entire time when trump said hey these guys can mobilize in four hours well why is that because they've already been put in place months ago because of the covid thing so this is more well, about power and control man right, absolute right. power and control we're uh you know uh, a couple of the guys here from the quad cities we're getting together tomorrow at three o'clock and we're going to form a form an organization of heavy hitters in the quad cities here that have large followings of people that can influence large groups of people and you're part of that obviously jeff yeah and we are going to right into your mic cam right into your mic we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna basically um write out citizens demands uh things that are going to change and we're going to become so um in eastern iowa um, and even potentially western illinois that 
the politicians are going to have to listen to us or they won't be in office. That's ultimately what it is. That's because the, our followers yeah. uh, will get rid of them. And we will just get rid of you. And if you are if you're compromised or being bribed or you're working for you know big pharma and all these other interests, you're done. We're just gonna get rid of you. And uh, that's just that's just the way it's gonna be. We're gonna we're gonna the citizens are gonna take control because it's by um, our consent and I'm not giving anybody consent to tell me to do anything right. anymore. And that's what Americans need to do. Well, that's what, I mean, what partially shook me so much, man, over the last several days. I mean, this shit's going on everywhere. But I woke up, I don't even know, was it Monday morning? Uh, my phone just blew up. It's on vibrate. That's oftentimes why you can't hit me in the morning, champs. My phone's on vibrate and I sleep in because I stay up so damn late. But it was just like, I just saw like, man, the Quad Cities, the Quad Cities, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, holy shit, what the hell happened to the Quad Cities? And I think I hit you up or my mom. I'm like, what happened? You know, four people got right. shot. Two people got killed. You know, you're talking anarchy in the, in the in the corn belt of the world, man. Some of the most quiet places that used to be the most right. quiet places are now just off the freaking chain. So then it was like, man, if it's happening there, I mean, obviously it's happening anywhere, but if it's happening in freaking Davenport, Iowa, or Bettendorf, Iowa, at Walmart, shooting out with police or whatever it is, it's like, this is absolutely off the chain. This is absolutely yeah. off the chain. Yeah, especially when it's so frustrating when we sat there and went, God, nobody's even nobody's even listening. They think that the they think that the virus just magically appeared in the meat market. Yeah, in China. <laughs> you know, and we've talked about the Iranian uh, general Soleimani getting whacked in January, right? Um, and getting that intel I did from from my friend talking about the, you know, he's a, he's an asymmetrical warfare genius. Um, that's what he does, and sent a bunch of his Iranian soldiers over to to Wuhan to get infected on purpose and then sent them and distributed them out around the world. Yeah. I mean, this guy, they they had to have had credible uh, intel to hit him because, you know, as my as my friend said, uh, look, we could have hit him at any time. He, he's killed a lot of Americans. You know, he, he, was, he was having his guys teach everybody how to do the IEDs and all the other stuff and the tactics, the cell phone detonators and all this other stuff, uh, put explosives in the walls of the buildings and then put a cell phone on a table of one of the terrorists and leave it there, leave it on and call it and act like it's in a conversation. And then our special forces guys go to hunt that guy and go in that building and then they detonate the building and drop it on top of them, right? That's the stuff that Suleimani was teaching these guys how to do. So we, we could have killed him at any time for that sort of stuff, but didn't. But for this, uh, because this is economic sabotage, destroying the nation the world's economy yeah he, he ate a tomahawk yeah definitely or took him out or whatever he got it yeah well and again you know bringing up you know asymmetrical warfare that's a perfect kind of segue to what... oh wait before sorry before, no before that's... you move on before you move on who sent the pallets of cash to to iran the pallets of cash to iran which which administration did that oh no the obama administration without a doubt without a doubt right right yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, hey, who, who, who paid the Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khomeini millions of dollars to stay in exile before the Iranian Revolution? Right. 
I mean, yeah. you know, who who came in on the inauguration day of, of Ronald Reagan, or I'm sorry, who who freed the hostages on the day of uh, the inauguration of uh, Ronald Reagan because William Casey, the head of the CIA at the time, or was going right. to be the CIA, which he was, brokered that whole deal. I mean, again, this this transcends right left champion. You know that, and um, sure. and it's and that's what's so frustrating because again, that's a part of how they play us all against each other with the extreme tribalism, et cetera. But you know, the, the, the asymmetrical warfare that we're seeing, man. I'm telling you. We've been talking for for years now on this show, and I just said recently how you know conventional warfare is going to become less palatable to society. And so what we're seeing now in China, you showed me a video today in China of Steve Bannon speaking to, I believe it was like a Chinese billionaire with this new declaration of a free China. And it was just absolutely surreal to hear him. A, he's he's an unappointed, not you know, he's not a politician. So this is more kind of a recommendation than than policy. But they're moving towards dissolving China as we know it. You know what I mean? The the hardcore CCP China as we know it. And again, we got to get our minds around asymmetrical, nonlinear warfare, whatever you want to call it. We're seeing it happen. Before this all happened, we were talking about this biological warfare, propaganda, economic warfare through trade organizations, yeah. et cetera, covert action. We are seeing that play out right now with China. And honestly, yeah. people don't even realize, and this is kind of interesting because as I started, after you hit me up with this, around May 28th, May 29th, China signed a new national security law, which essentially is they're taking over Hong Kong. So if you guys don't remember, in 1997, uh, the UK gave pretty much autonomy back to of, of Hong Kong back to China in 1997 with an agreement that they can fully take it over in 2047. Right. So what has happened, we've seen everything happen in Hong Kong. All the protests lately, they had an extradition bill. Um, if, if protesters were protesting, China wanted them to be able to have them extradited back to China. That was that was shot down. But now China, uh, China has literally taken over Hong Kong. Hong Kong has billions of dollars coming in through shipping, through the shipping ports in Hong Kong. That has now been shut down. So as we are sitting here arguing over here about all of this stuff domestically, again, by design, keep us fighting with each other while this larger chess game takes place. This is this is the beginning of this reset, this next level, um, you know, ASEAN, whatever you whatever you want to talk about, bro. But the, the fact that they have taken over China or China has taken over Hong Kong is absolutely huge. And as I said to you earlier, we're all going to fall for this like, oh, now it's U.S. versus China. Or back in the day, it was U.S. versus Russia. The globalist financial system paid for the Bolshevik Revolution, paid for the Maoist Revolution. There's financial forces paying and facilitating both sides. So if you read the the new National Security Act or the the Chinese uh, National Security Law, which was done on May 28th, about we can just snatch you up. They've always been able to do that. But all these things that they've made illegal, I want you to um, transpose that with your NDAA. We can just snatch you up at any point in time. Indefinite detention, no lawyer. Even though the DOJ's law or thing that they did was recently different, they can expand their arrest powers. They're going to make you think it's one against the other, but they're all doing the same shit 
for the larger larger implementation of what we've come to know as the I hate using this term but the new world order. We're all going to be using digital currency. We're all going to have social credit. The internet of things is still going to be there in both countries. They're just making it seem like there's a there's a fight between the two. But what I think they're doing, the globalist powers are removing the hard authoritarianism in China and bringing it into a more soft authoritarianism similar to what we see here in the United States. And it breaks my heart to even say that because we are straight moving into totalitarianism, authoritarianism, where something that kills 99, I'm sorry, that something that 99.9 of the people survive, but yet they tell you the Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence is no longer valid because of this thing that most people survive. You're not going to be able to make a living. Sorry, Right. Suicide numbers are yeah, through the roof. Sorry, because of something almost 100 percent of people survive. That's totalitarianism yeah. shit right there. And that's almost some Chinese shit. And we've said all of this social credit stuff. China's been the beta test. And so yeah. now we're starting to see that we're moving right into it. It's much uh, it's even much worse than than uh, physical communism and socialism, because it is uh, basically just it it instantly separates Anyone who would say anything against their government, instantly, now you've got problems with your social point system. Now you can't get a bank account, you can't get on an airplane, you can't go to work, you can't do this, you can't do that. And they just effectively destroy you. Uh, And that's totally, totally... uh, If they don't send you to prison, if they don't find you, like in China, you know, they find you and send you to prison. If you don't go to prison for a shit ton of time, I mean, that's, you know, hopefully we don't have that, but I mean, that's, that's like worst case scenario, obviously, but... It's it's coming, dude. It's absolutely coming. And something, again, we've talked about this so many times over the last few years, and people probably haven't paid attention, but most of the faithful listeners remember us talking about ASEAN, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Ladies and gentlemen, this is currently, this, this is something that's projected to be the fourth largest economy in the world by 2030. It's a, it's a comp- the Association of Southeast Asian Nations is essentially uh, a regional intergovernmental organization where they get into trade, economics, education, all these countries. You can look up in Malaysia, Vietnam just got added to it, et cetera. Recently, eight of the 11 were pretty much marked amongst the world's most outperforming economies. These guys are economic behemoths, right? And so all this shit going on in the South China Sea, this is this is for the next 50 to 100 years, or if not longer, of all of our lives. The One Belt, One Road, which is a rail and road system going through China, and you have what they call the String of Pearls, which goes all around the South China Sea into the Indian Ocean. This is next-level economic, technological-type shit. Some of the technological, technological shit they stole from us, but they're using that to set up this new hegemonic realm in Eurasia. Not just Asia, but Eurasia. So that's like a huge, huge freaking deal right now. And recently, and this is off this chart because I just found this out today, ASEAN naval forces are starting to train with U.S. naval forces for joint exercises in the South China Sea. This is absolutely freaking huge, ladies and gentlemen, because honestly, ASEAN and China had an agreement that if you're going to be doing exercises with people outside of our realm, we need to know about it first. So they didn't tell them, and we're starting to do these these um, these exercises with ASEAN. So again, this is a, this is one of those um, this is one of those mechanisms of asymmetrical warfare, just aligning with people uh, in trade deals, economic deals that maybe you're not aware of. And so again, I, we might see a shooting war. We might see a shooting war a little bit down the line, but it's happening on the low, and it doesn't 
it's not something visceral that happens immediately that we can be like, oh, boom, that's what's happening. You have to kind of study, research, see the pattern of these things. Pay attention to the news as it relates to Asia and Eurasia as opposed to just the United States. It's it's hidden in almost plain sight. So, well, it is my it is my belief. And look, this is just a theory right now, um, and I hope it stays just a theory. But it is it is of my belief that you know the massive amounts of of uh, military hardware that is in the South China Sea now right now with China and ASEAN and, and the United States military and some Europeans. Uh, Countries also have some some stuff over there. Uh, look, they could take each other out and uh, basically annihilate each other um, pretty quick with the with the weapons that they have. Yeah, I mean, they could they could really really trash each other. But you know, we've also seen and look, I haven't been able to verify this, but I'm trying to. And maybe somebody who's uh, part of the military listening to this could could confirm this for me that you know the the U.S. military is not letting anyone in who has had COVID nineteen. Uh, so we know how how we know how contagious COVID was, right? We've talked about that for a long time. Very contagious, but not very deadly, unless you've got pre-existing conditions, severe pre-existing conditions, or you're elderly. Yeah, exactly. So so basically what they've done effectively is they've gotten rid of, uh, I don't know what percentage of Americans that even can go into the military now. Uh, Certainly not very many, if if that's the case, uh, because so many tens of millions have already had it. Uh, long before they told us what it was, but you know, Agenda 21. Remember, from the UN is to have a global military, right? A global military force. So that means if China uh, and America take each other out uh, with most of their navy, uh, destroying a good portion of that, and then not allowing more military in to the U.S. military, you've effectively destroyed the United States military machine. Which allows for you an agenda twenty one's yeah. global facilitate it. And even to be put together. and even with China. Look at China's one child policy. What has that done to their army? You know what I mean? That that is that has easily di- weaken their army and quite frankly and i don't want to get into like the psychological aspect but one child if it's a boy you know they're often coddled you know what i mean whatever that could be some cultural differences but they're not nearly as hardened as someone who had a big brother or a big sister to beat the shit out of them etc so i mean again china's china's army could be and they say it's a it's a paper tiger you know what i mean and another thing that people don't realize man shout out i'm hoping he's still alive i, don't, I haven't talked to him in forever dr david crying man one of my history professors in college a huge brain that i used to love sitting and talking to even after class for hours man he told me in jesus when was i in community college at scott community college uh, mid 90s about the spratly islands in the south china sea and how this is going to become a huge geostrategic region for multiple countries in the world i, I believe it's an international waters but it's pretty much the south of south china sea the spratly islands ladies and gentlemen has 11 billion barrels worth of oil that is one of the largest reserves that we've heard of or never heard of in the world so don't sleep that is a huge component of what we're talking about here with the one but one road the the string of pearls and this war this coming war whether it's overt or economic or whatever, with China, man. Because always, it's always about resources. It's never necessarily about the political side. It's always about, um, you know, garnering resources and controlling resources. So, um, so much more going on, dude. And it literally, this China signing that uh, new um, 
whatever it is, I'm sorry, the Security Act or Security Law. This was May 29th. This was just a, a week or so ago that China, liter- or China literally took over the autonomy of Hong Kong, which, like I said, since 1997, UK brought it back to them. And that what they, it was called one country, two systems. So China, it's one country, but it was still under the, essentially the auspices of the UK and much more, you know, not as hardcore as China. But now with the, with the protests that's going on and clearly China seeing this, this war that's coming is like, like I said, China was going to take control in 2047. They're clearly jumping the gun. And again, the trade that goes through Hong Kong, billions of dollars of trade goes through Hong Kong, which they just shut down. And I don't even know. That's good. That's going to obviously create. There's a war that's already going on, right? There's kind of a cold war, a soft war, a trade war, economic war already happening. Global civil wars are going on in every country pretty much. Uh, you know, the, the globalist takeover attempts, you know, on our nation's sovereignty, our individual sovereignty, all of that is at play right now. And, you know, I want to know, you know, when we go back and talk about, I want to talk about George Soros some more because yeah. people can go to georgesoros.com, right? And on there, on his homepage is the Open Society Foundation uh, in red. You can click on that. And then you can go to the Open Society Foundation um, website. And these are the people that um, we are being told are the ones writing the checks to these to these Antifa uh, shitbags and sending them out uh, to do their dirty work. But, you know, it says things like um, on their website, it's, they've got, you know, democratic practice, early childhood and education, economic equity and justice, equality and anti-discrimination, health and rights, higher education, human rights movements and institutions, human rights movements. Uh, I wonder if that has Antifa under that umbrella. Um, information and digital rights, journalism, justice reform and rule of law. Now, when you click on where they work, we click on the United States, 20, 21.6% of their global budget is spent in the United States, $261 million for their 2020 budget. Do you think they've got enough <laughs> money to pay Antifa and plenty yeah. of people to go around and destroy stuff? So, look, man. Um, and it's, it's always so interesting, Soros even is, even going back to our Rosa Corey interview about sustainable development, et cetera, it's so interesting how they use that that soft, benevolent uh, language uh, to get you yeah. rooked in to that really obviously covers their more malevolent and nefarious agenda. But I mean, that's that's a part of the psyop, right? That's definitely they can't almost like we've been yeah, talking about about eugenics. They can't be like, hey, you know, forced sterilization. They had to soften that language. That, that language don't play so well. So you've got to use certain language to get people rooked in. Yeah. So it also says who we are and how we work and what we do. And then they've got voices, events, newsroom, publications, employment, and contact us. Um, you know, so look, they are funding all kinds of news, um, all, all kinds of uh, media. You know, these people are controlling the, the narrative uh, with, a, with a lot of their money. Open society statement on the death of George Floyd. Um, foundation support. Um, Oh, boy. Farmers facing climate risk. Open Society Foundation commits $15 million to gender equality in Africa, where they're sterilizing millions of people. Um, on Earth Day, Open Society Foundations announced climate and COVID-19 fund. You know, through all of this stuff. Again, uh, bro, this is, they, ladies and gentlemen. They, I, they are a wolf in sheep's clothing. But, I mean, the they're way, they, the way they weaponize identity politics. For me, and obviously you and most people we talk to, it's so painfully transparent. 
But again, they've weaponized the ability to... We're so extremely tribal, man. We're so about our group that we're involved with, whatever it is, racially, politically, religiously, and they know that. And so they've mastered the ability to play these groups off against each other. And it happens all the fucking time. I mean, it's not divide yeah. and conquer. I mean, if you look up Sun Tzu or whatever, divide and conquer has been working for a long time. And that's why it's so frustrating how we fall for it every time. But the way they implement it is so sophisticated now. With the media and how they control the media, which thusly controls the narrative. You know, we see a video of a guy being killed right in front of us. Everybody loses their fucking mind, rightfully so. But again, when you extrapolate, you know, when you start seeing police chiefs saying, whoa, and even Ferguson, there are people getting bust in here. Something's, they're throwing fuel on the fire, making it worse than what it already is. It's almost like the COVID deaths. The COVID deaths couldn't, aren't exactly where they want it to be. So we got to hype it up yeah. and throw all these, you know, incentivize yeah. death certificates and say, if you've been in a car accident, you're dead from COVID. This is all kind of the same psychology that they use. Like, I was telling my George brother when Floyd I was talking. George died in COVID. Yeah, no, precisely, COVID. precisely. And that could eat. tested positive. Yeah. That's almost what it is, dude. And that's what I'm saying. There's my, my bro was asking me, like, why? Why the fuck George Soros? Like, what the hell? I'm like, it's order out of chaos, bro. This is the Hegelian dialectic or the larger picture of, of bringing order to the chaos that you started. Because there's, you know, shit, bro. You, you're a worldly human being. I'm a, you know, I, I, I've, cert- I've been in certain situations. Where I'm like, man, I don't want to go there out of fear and this and that. And I go there, have the best time. We have more in common than we do different, but they want to make us think that we're not going to be able to get along with this person or this group or et cetera, et cetera. There's no dough in keeping us together and us recognizing how much more in common than we have different. There's no dough in the cure for cancer. There's more dough in keeping us sick. And that's almost the same thing societally. There's more dough in keeping us sick and divided than there is bringing us together. Whether it's the bug's life thing of, uh, I forget the line. It's like, if they only knew that we outnumbered them, they would fucking, you know, but again, the psyop, the sophisticated nature of whether it's MK Ultra of or or psychologically how they fucking hijack our brains, they're masters at it, and we and we fall for it unfortunately every time. And I definitely right. see a contingent of more youth, a lot more millennials out there who have less of a context. Like I was a geek, man. I just liked history and World War II and JFK, and you were the same way. And so, yeah. and we're some of the last generations of that, man. People aren't don't know history. So, you know, you don't see the patterns when they come back around again. One of our first episodes, we talked about Operation Gladio on how, you know, government forces in Europe were utilizing, were basically blowing up theaters and bars and shit like that to blame it on the communists. And this is a long fucking time ago. So, you know, when we try to get people to realize that a lot of these things can be easily manufactured and engineered and, you know, we could be triggered to kind of, I don't know, fall for the bullshit oftentimes. Like, look at this over here while this over here has happened. Like, I didn't even fucking know about China taking over Hong Kong. That's huge because I was so worried about what's happening in Davenport and in St. Louis and a fucking police. I mean, it's not even laughable. I mean, it's it's, kind of... but, you know, the, the police captain who gets killed in St. Louis, like that's yeah. insane. Well, and how many how many of those celebrities uh, that are at George Floyd's funeral are going to go to that that black man's funeral or any of the other black people? Look, you know, some black people that have been murdered. when you have fucking Al Sharpton eulogize your funeral. God love George Floyd and his entire family for the shit they've had to go through. It's heartbreaking. But you bring a fucking federal informant to your funeral Claiming Black Lives Matter and shit, 
I'm tapping out on that, bro. I'm fucking tapping out. Uh, I mean, that's uh, just ridiculous. And then, and then, and then, uh, Crump, whatever the the uh, uh, Trayvon's l- lawyer, he spoke at the funeral. Yeah, you your lawyer speaking at the fucking funeral, dude. Let's keep this shit. Let's keep it sophisticated, guys. Let's rein this shit in. Because that's just yeah. making. I mean, yeah. whatever. You know, again, um, I want to know who's writing the checks, man. Why you know who's writing the checks, but like checks. anything else, like like CAA, you know, funding ISIS, they got so many degrees of plausible deniability that no names are ever on checks, so they can't ever get pinched. Soros ain't that stupid. He was turning in his own fellow fucking Jew, even though he's from Hungary, he's, I think he's Hungarian Jew. He was turning in his fellow people in World War II. And even yeah. in 60 Minutes, in certain interviews, said it was the best time of his admitted life. It. Yeah, he admitted it. He's a piece of shit, and- dude. And, and when asked, they said, well, don't you feel guilty about that? He's like, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. I don't feel guilty about it. If I would, He said, if I wouldn't have been doing it, somebody else would have. Yeah. That's how that man thinks. And he's a multi-billionaire spending his money to destroy our nation. And how is that man still breathing? Well, it's almost like, you know, fuck, we haven't talked about it in a long time. Uh, Fethullah Gulen, how's he still around? How, did, how does he still have a freaking huge a state up on the East coast with, you know, billions of dollars in his foundation. And it's been known that he, he's been funding terrorists for the last 10, 15 years, sitting right under the nose of, of, of uh, the United States intelligence agencies, you know, it's in Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania. And that's the thing people, that's why kind of you and I are here, Sam Tripley or anybody who kind of does these shows who are doing the deep digs for people who can't do it. It's up to you guys to not only hear our voices and say yes or no, but do the fucking research, man. Stop looking for these shortcuts to thinking and these fast food versions of of understanding how geopolitics works you know what i mean you can't watch a show for 30 minutes like okay i get it because our our conversation um with jack uh, i forget his last name the Taoist professor he he said great such a great point he's like when someone asks a question by the time i'm unpackaging everything to even get to kind of answering the question it's people are like lost almost because there's so much to this shit dude there's no binary answer of like hey why is this happening well because George Floyd was black and that guy was white. You could easily run with that fucking narrative all day. But there's definitely, definitely more to it. And even if it was, that's all it was with that dipshit putting his knee on that brother's neck and killing him. What they've piggybacked on that and weaponized from that is something well beyond, well beyond that. And it's going right into the vein of what they fucking want. What have they been talking about for months? Military on the streets. They couldn't do it through the military uh, martial law. They're doing it now with military martial law. And like Aldous Huxley said, people are going to get to a point where they're going to ask for their means of enslavement. Before it was like, yeah. no, don't put fucking if Obama, if this was fucking Obama or Hillary and, and military was on the streets, people would be losing their mind. But because Trump has sold himself as who he is, people are like, oh, no, it's fucking God ever Trump handling business, law and order, blah, blah, blah. No, it's the same fucking thing. He's setting the precedent of military on the streets, national emergency, suspension of um, of, of habeas corpus, posse comitatus, expansion of uh, arrest powers, disappearing you, no lawyer. You know, it's the same thing China just passed May 29th, their new National Security Act. Almost the same shit. We can disappear your ass if we think you're a terrorist. If we think you're going to be subversive, we can come get your ass. So as long as we want to get caught up in the tribalistic right, left, east, west bullshit, the same technocracy is coming, baby. The same Skylink and the Neuralink fucking uh, my man, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk has been talking about the Internet of Things. It's going everywhere while we yeah. play, while they play us off against each other. Right, right. 
And that's just, it's, it's just, it's simply got to stop. So ultimately, you know, one person at a time, uh, it's too slow. We've, we've got to be able to, to wake more people up. Um, luckily now being on uh, dish network, and being in dish communities, people can look us up and uh, we can reach a lot more people, hopefully. But, no, I think uh, people just need to remember, we've heard this now several times and we've said it several times, don't take part in the program. Yes. Just don't take part. If, if none of us take part in their programs, it doesn't work. Well, but then, but then now now they're almost shaming people. If Your, your silence on, uh, on, on George Floyd equals murder. So they're trying to shame you into like not putting a black square in your profile picture. No, silence equals acquiescence and this larger globalist takeover we're talking about. I can have my fucking opinions on what happened to George and not be equated to being a murderer. But when you walk into a business and they say, hey, you can't come in here without your mask. I say, hey, you go feast on a satchel of fucking Richards because I'm not giving my money to a business that makes me try to train me like some fucking seal. It's not happening. Yep. And everyone's going to have to start well, making that choice. And it's like the uh, the other day when I voted in the primary. Yes, yes. Tell that story, bro. Please. I could tell, you know, this girl. I got to take a leak real fast, but tell it. Very, very, very nice lady, young lady. and uh, There were several other people in there working, and they all had their masks on. And I walk in, and she reaches out her arm with a box of masks and goes, here you go. Go ahead and take one. And I said, uh, no, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be wearing a mask today. Thank you, though. And uh, I don't I will not wear a mask, period. I won't do it. And she said, oh, you have to. And I said, no, I don't. I, apparently, you don't don't know anything about the Constitution or individual sovereignty, your feelings and your wanting to be safer uh, or made to feel safer because me wearing a mask is going to make you feel that way. It does that does not supersede and have uh, precedence over my constitutional rights, and that's not going to happen. I'm not going to wear it. And she started to basically argue with me, and I said, "No, you don't. I'm not wearing a mask." She said, "You have to, you have to wear a mask, or you can't, you can't vote." And I said, "You're high. You are absolutely <laughs> high." You have no clue what you're talking about. I'm not putting a mask on. And that's the end of it. That's the end of the story. And I'm going to vote. And one of the other ladies sitting in there goes, oh, 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 don't, no, don't, we don't, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. <laughs> I'm like, you're damn right I don't have to. But once I got done voting and uh, took care of that, I said to the, to the girl, uh, I said, listen, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I snapped at you. But I'm pretty strict about constitutional rights. And you got you, you got you got to ease up, and you got you got to think for a minute. And I said to her, I said, "What you're not understanding is that this mask to vote, mask to get on a plane, mask to walk in Menards, or any of these other assholes that are telling you you've got to have a mask to go anywhere, um, are setting uh, setting basically a mindset in Americans. They're 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 dumbing you down and getting you into a pattern of thinking." That for you to go to your bank or for you to have a bank account or for you to have a job or your kids to go to school, yes. they have to have yes. one of these vaccines. Yep. And that's the precedence. That's what they're trying to set in everyone's brains. And you need to wake up and say, no, no, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not wearing a mask. You can kiss my ass. And that's the way. It, but I had to tell her that. And her eyes got about this big. She was like, oh, shit. Whether she thought I was crazy or it dawned on her that what I was saying was was helping her understand what's coming 
um, either way. But no, I voted and I didn't wear a goddamn mask. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and that's almost like kind of the irony. I think I posted it the other day. It's the irony of people protesting something they're against to or something they're against. And a lot of those signs says I can't breathe while wearing a mask. So the multiple right. levels of that fucking kind of dysfunction was just so weird to me. It's like, all right. But yeah, I mean, we're all going to kind of start making some some very uh, some very hard choices. Um, not no, even hard, just, actually, not even hard choices, if, just if, choices. If people are young, if people are young and healthy, and I, I, just stop it. Stop being stop being an idiot. Um, the mask isn't stopping anything anyway. You're just it's and it's it's and it's basically making people. It's like this veil of anonymity. Then, like, so people aren't people anymore, right? Yeah, everybody's just walking around like this with their face covered. Yeah, they're yeah. just they're, there's no you can't see their smile there's no communication this plexiglass yeah all the checkout counters everywhere all this other garbage it's like separating everyone you're on an island by yourself mentally physically it's it's all about separating dividing conquering all of it man so people just i mean dude i'm telling you when i walk into stores and i see those dividers those plexiglass dividers, i just want to rip them and throw them down and go, what the just wake up. Yeah. I mean, it's all literally like dog training because, I mean, it's setting it up, setting us up for, as they call the new normal, which, you know, it literally can go, you know, eat a bag of dicks because there's just no way, you know, people like you and I are just not, you know, I mean, if, if that's what you're, they're trying to do is set up this scenario of like, this is what you do to have to participate in society. You know, then we create our own breakaway society. It's like, and, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. People, people need to stop self-hexing and cursing themselves like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm locked down. I'm. Um, whatever it is you tell yourself you are, dude, you're a free fucking human being, man. You are you are a freaking being of light, man. You are infinite conscious awareness. Stop letting these people put project all this shit on you to make you think you're a victim of something, man. Because I mean, it's I don't know that that might be on a tangent, but it's like people are more masters of their own destiny than I think they realize. And oftentimes, I think they just kind of acquiesce to the state that people tell them they're in. No, you should be afraid. And I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. I mean, I, I, I'm, I have common sense. If I'm around sick people, I take precautions. It's like any other time, but it's like this notion of, you know, you, you need to be afraid or, or, you know, this concept, you know, that, that they've sold to a lot of black people. It's like they're hunting black people, you know, not even getting into like the statistics of all of that. I mean, it's, don't don't long story short don't allow yourself to be self-hexed man bad shit happens everywhere but you are still a magnificent strong beautiful free human being and uh like again everyone has their lane man if your lane is to fight social injustice etc go knock yourself out but please keep your eye on the prize and realize every single one of us is an enemy of them there's been a war on humanity for decades i told my daughter the other day i was like imagine this story an individual of one of the most aristocratic paid families, made families in the world. His his father was an ambassador to Great Britain. This gentleman, the other gentleman, one of his sons was a war hero. And his other sons, one of his other sons were war heroes. The, the son I'm talking about went on to be a congressman and then the president of the United States and had his head blown off in broad daylight sitting next to his wife. There's no discrimination on, you know, who they are enemies with. They're at enemies with all of us. And again, you can yes. compare the statistics and have the Olympics on the tale of woe of whatever generation or race or species. At the end of the day, dude, they fucking hate all of us from the pharmaceuticals to our foods to the wars they start to send our kids off to fucking die in. They do not get to, to presidents of the United States that they'll blow their head off in front of everyone under dubious circumstances. Come on, man. 
It's a war on all of us, and we have to see that, man. The chess game is at play. If you want to keep playing checkers, feel free. Again, everybody has their lane. But the war is on everyone. Yeah, and I've said, we are not at war with each other, with our neighbors, with people in our... The American citizens are at war with the globalists, the elites, the bankers, and the political class. Yes. And we have to recognize that and just basically tell them, you're done. No, we aren't going to listen to you anymore. Absolutely not. You're out of office. You're done. All of you are done. Get out. We're, we're going to put new people in. We're going to put people in who don't have, you know, uh, your trust funds. I don't want trust fund politicians anymore, man. Yeah. All of them need to go away. Well, and, yeah, and, and you know, and people are starting to get hip to it, man. Again, like the videos I'm seeing of people of their neighborhood seeing people who don't belong there who come in and start burning shit, knocking, you know, breaking glass, and they serve them up, dude. I saw some group therapies taking place on cats who tried to come in and start some shit in people's communities. It's not going to have it, man. People are, people are, you know, not even beginning to have it. And to, to close right. out here, man, because these guys are looking at me crazy when I'm coming to dinner, but. You know, I saw a video from Ammon Bundy today. Everyone's kind of familiar with Ammon Bundy yeah, and what the, the Bundys have gone through. And uh, and I suggest everyone uh, peep it out, man. It's it's a new one today on what governors have planned for your children. I'm telling you, at mm-hmm. least in Idaho, there are provisions. And see, again, back in the 50, back in the day when they created the Interstate Commerce Act, it was like, hey, it's countries or states. Let us put these interstates through your country. You're not getting federal funds. The same thing happened with the Homeland Security stuff. And let us put these cameras on. You're not going to get these billions of dollars. So a lot of states acquiesce to it. And so now there's a pool. There's a fund of basically $50 billion that states can get a chunk of if they declare emergency within their state. And each state's obviously different. Idaho, this gentleman enumerated, not only do we know they can come take your kid. But in Idaho, when they do take your kid, they um, they omitted or what's the word omitted, basically certain regulations within um, how they take care of your kidneys, different things. So they they omitted the fact that you could come see fire safety. They omitted the fact that you could come see them. They admitted the fact of of their conditions had to be suitable for sleeping or, or going to the bathroom, like literally Check out this video, Ammon Bundy, what the governors are trying to do to your kids. I think that's what it is. But, you know, this is this is a one state. But when you have the World Health Organization representatives saying through this contact tracing, if we think you are X, Y, Z, we have the right to come into your home, take your kid. And again, each state's going to be different. And I, I implore everyone to check with your sheriffs and your governors on what their provisions are as it relates to this kind of mandate. Because in Idaho, which I would think was one of the more you know, rural, open states, God-loving, freedom-loving states, they're, they're completely omitting parental rights and omitting rights for kids that are in their custody. Because, again, if you have one bathroom or whatever it is, they can, they can legally take them out. Not legally. I'm sorry, through this order. Because, again, go back to our interview with uh, Senator Neil Anderson. An order is different from a law. They can't. They can make you. You could follow out order if you want to, but you need to follow the law. But all this stuff they're going on right now is just orders, because quite frankly, Article Two, Section Eight, Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution, which enumerates federal powers, etc. I mean, anything against the Constitution is illegal. So these are yeah. that, that's why lawsuits are going to fly from this, whether it's personal businesses or people who die from suicides, you know, wrongful. I mean, attributed to. I mean, Lawsuits are going to fly. So anyway, I'm rambling like well, a I motherfucker. Think I think we're quickly reaching a time when attorneys aren't going to be needed, bro. 
Well, again, yeah, I'm 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 speaking like like shit is still normal, which it clearly the fuck isn't. So, and moving in <laughs> and moving into summer, man. Again, I mean, you have to know. I mean, everyone knows Iowa, right? Iowa's just fucking Iowa. For shit to be right. going on in Iowa, like I just heard the other day, uh, people being bussed in and and the things we talked about, champ. It could happen anywhere. It could happen anywhere, yeah. and and they're and they're again, ladies and gentlemen, they're weaponizing your emotions, man. They're weaponizing your emotion. I'm not saying don't be pissed off about uh, social injustice and police overstepping their bounds. Again, keep it fucking 100. Be as pissed about the white guy killing the black guy as the black cop killing the black guy. I mean, do do, do we realize black dudes, black cops have sent black guys to jail, planted evidence, perjurious testimony, just as much as fucking white cops has. I mean, this notion that the police force in the country is all white and you know what i mean it's just bullshit man it's well, just and also we have to say this i mean look um certainly you know uh blacks are followed by cops a lot you know harassed a lot things like of course that. You know, it goes on i get it i get it it goes on um you know my family didn't have a great name when i was when i was young my, my two oldest brothers were hellraisers and uh, and uh gay <laughs> i had the tag you know automatically um, from from just being their brother, so I got harassed a lot by the cops when I was younger. Um, and you know, obviously, I I uh, straightened out a little bit, and a little bit. You know, ended up doing 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 some doing the proper thing in my life and spent a lot of time training cops. But uh, people need to remember, dude, that nine nine unarmed I believe the number was nine unarmed black men were shot last year uh, by law enforcement. Uh, Nineteen unarmed white men were shot by police. So it's look, it's across the board, uh, and, you have and someone listen. will easily be like, "Well, because there's more white people than black people." Law of course, there's more. I, I know. I'm saying, you know, what, it is what it is. But here's yeah. the thing. here's law enforcement. I saw this happening years ago, and I've trained a lot of law enforcement. And when they lowered the hiring standards for law enforcement, you got a lot of people that are putting on a uniform who aren't in shape, have never been in a fight, yes. don't know how to fight, don't know how to take care of themselves. They've got a loaded weapon on them, um, and they're many times uh, once once uh, they run into somebody who isn't going to take their shit uh, because they think that that badge and that gun is the is the end all be all, which it isn't. Um, you know, then then they're scared when somebody says when somebody bucks up to them instead of being a fit badass who's confident who knows the laws and treats people equally and has a gun. And then that guy looks at him and goes, hey, listen, um, you know, we can do this the good, the easy way or the hard way, way or we can do this the hard way. Yeah. You know? And, and if, if, you know, back when I was a kid, cops were badasses. Cops were, cops were big. They were strong. They were scary dudes. But they also had a lot of compassion. And they're still fathers and all that sort of stuff. So the hiring standards got lowered. Less money was spent on training. You got everybody with a cell phone camera. Cops are more afraid of getting sued than they are getting killed anymore, um, and there and a lot of them are petrified. Now, granted, there are a lot of good cops out there, the vast majority yes. of good cops, but the training and the fitness and all that sort of stuff has got to be upped, and um, hiring standards need to be increased again, man. Hiring standards need to be increased again, and uh, and city officials need to stand behind their police departments and they need to make sure that they're getting the proper money for the proper training, not just physical training and defensive tactics and all that sort of stuff, but understanding how to de-escalate an argument. Just something as simple as yeah. that, man. Yeah. You've got to become experts at that. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's a huge component. I think people, we spoke about a little earlier, but I mean, the, the lack of proper, proper training is huge in these kind of situations, man, where things get out of yeah, hand quicker than they should have. When I try to break this down for people like I just did, um, you know, I've got people who are thinking strictly with emotions and they're like, what are you talking about? The cops are fucking racist. They're all fucking racist. They're all dancing. All that. And I just go, you, I, there's no talking to you. There's right. no talking to you. Yeah. You have no common sense. You're thinking with emotions and you have basically, I don't know, the emotional center in your brain has taken over. It has taken over everything, man, because you are not thinking, analy- uh, thinking analytically at all. Well, and again, that's by design. And I was talking again to my big bro, and I think that the powers that be with all of this, as 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 a part of this reset, they need all of us in this kind of fight or flight thought process, the fear based conditioning. They don't want us like yep. sitting back, like, oh, I got my breath. All right, now what's going on here? They don't want that. They want us. I mean, you've seen over these last two weeks, like just as things were opening up, all of this happened, and even now, it's like. I'm seeing, you know, people just constantly sending me shit. Things are going on already as we move into the weekend. And again, going back to our conversations before COVID or any of this going on last year, we saw they're playing the groups off def- against each other. So moving yeah. into 2020, they were going to be firing on all cylinders with these divisions. Now it's not only fulfilling what the fuck we said, they've added more division on with COVID and they've exacerbated the already racial division with now with George Floyd, et cetera. So Ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for possible domestic terrorist attacks, international terrorist attacks, mass shootings, more things like this. Because, again, this is a global reset yep. that's, that they've been planning for over you know, just about 100 years. And so all of this playing us against each other, off against each other is a part of it. So please stop falling for the okie doke. Again, protest, you know, and voice, speak truth to power when shit happens that ain't right like we saw. Absolutely. But again, when you go in your neighborhoods and you, I mean, small businesses were already hanging on by a thin margin if they were hanging on at all. And then people go into certain inner city neighborhoods and then burn down black owned, anybody's owned businesses. But according to everyone else, black lives matter. But apparently it's cool to go in and like burn down these black, black owned businesses or shoot a retired freaking captain of the police who happened to be black or the gentleman uh, in Kentucky uh, who was shot by the National Guard or whatever, who was protecting his business. Like, it's just all, it's all fucking bad, dude. And it's just used to exacerbate, you know, existing divisions between us that I think we could honestly work through if we were legitimately allowed to work through. Because, again, all of us just want the same shit for our family, our kids, our loved ones, the right to life. I mean, sound corny, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Let everybody pursue that, man. You might right. disagree with them, or I mean, but just let them do that. But they're not doing that. And again, it's almost one of those. Um, there's there's no money in uh, curing cancer. There's no there's no interest in keeping us together. It's more more emphasis, and they get more juice out of keeping us divided. Don't fall for we it. We are their ant farm. Yeah, yeah. Just don't fall we for the okie doke, man. The only way this shit can go down is if we participate on so many different levels. So um, I don't know, man. I'm uh I'm I'm absolutely surprised I was able to gather enough thoughts to do this show tonight because I just been my brain's been mush, champ. I mean, we you and I talk offline and shit, but or off air, but it's it's just been crazy, man. Because so much of what we talk about, and I don't I'm trying to do the victory lap, but so much of what we talk about is talked about has come to fruition, and people are still like, "What is it happening? Like, how many more fucking times you need to be punched in the face? Do you realize you're in a fucking fight, dude? You know? Yeah. 
But yeah. it is what it is, man. And uh, again, I, I strongly, I strongly implore people yeah. before you go, champ. I strongly implore people get your to people who realize what's going on. Get your communities together. Like Pat was talking about, he's going to reach out to our boys tomorrow and have a conversation. You know, if 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 they want you to participate, if the only way they allow you to participate in this this system is to go through their draconian measures of whatever the fuck it is, you can't be here unless you got X Y Z, this tattoo, this vaccine, this mask. Set up your breakaway civilizations, ladies and gentlemen. Grow your own crops. Set up your own schools. Set up your own hospitals. There's a lot of bright fucking people um, that could easily get together and set up your own breakaway civilization. They can't deny you that. You know, if you don't want to participate in it, that's cool. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to go over here and set up life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That has nothing to do with being tracked, tagged, and bad. Well, I think, I think too, I think that at the same time, yes, we need to form strong coalitions of individuals and, and large with large followings and and say, hey, um, no, you're you're out of office. You're done. Yeah. All of you. Yeah. And vote them all out. <laughs> and that's and, and the politicians are going to have to come to us, the people, and they're going to have to talk to us. And we are going to give them a stamp of approval or not. And they will do what we say they have to do or we'll remove them again. Absolutely. And we will shuffle the deck again over and over until we find the right people. Without a doubt. And that's and that's a, that's assuming everything goes according to normalcy. If they keep creating these national states of emergency and state states of emergency, suspending elections, suspending, a, you know, this and this, then it makes it more difficult for us to do what you just mentioned. And so that's why that's more of what I say. If they're going to, you know, of, yes, then, then we have to just completely take over the. Take yeah, over. yeah. 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 have to take over. Yeah. The people just have to take over. I'm that's with it. just the way that's going to be. But anyway. Uh, also went and met with my attorney and Michael Nunn today and Monty Cox and uh, Joe and um, uh, several other guys um, who are helping put this event together. So Michael Nunn and I um, were real close to being done with the, the agreement uh, that our lawyer put together. And it's going to be at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. It looks like we have room for up to 15,000 people. What? That's and uh, Michael and I uh, have talked and, and feel very strongly about calling this event Freedom Fight. Nice. And we are going to do this to bring the Quad Cities together. That's All a great idea. Cities. And a great way to do it, too. And talk about unity and everything else. And, you know, because I've got a lot of respect for him as an, as an athlete and as a man. Yes, he made a mistake in life, and we all have. Uh, I don't hold that against anybody. Um, and he's... Uh, you know, he's he feels the same way we do. He wants freedom for the American people, and, and that's what we need to do, man. We need to uh, unite everybody, and, and that's I'm dedicating my life to just kind of just trying to help people, bro. Yeah, man, that's what it's about, dude. Each one, teach one. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's you know why we get along so well, champ. So everybody, stay tuned for more details on that. If you happen to be around the Quad City Way around uh, June or July, and we announced that July, that, July okay, July 18th. There you go. Come by uh, and check it out. Weeks. I hope uh, I hope I still have the awesome invitation to call the fight, but if not, I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. We Your boy's going to be calling it. But uh, again, man, champ, um, that's that's awesome. That's great news. But um, 
as we pursue this larger fight, man, I just, you know, you and I both have had so much on our mind. And uh, again, it's not about taking victory laps, but we've known some bad shit's been coming down the pike. And it is frustrating. We see people whom we love and care about still resisting and maybe falling for the okie doke still. But again, my thing is, you can't save them all, man. We can't save them all. Right. We just do what we can do to try to open some minds, wake people yeah. up a little bit to what's going on. And, uh, you know, again, if you don't want to fuck with it, hard head makes a soft ass, like my daddy always says. And, um, you know, we, we, we rise to fight another day, right? Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to be fighting every day until this is done. Damn straight. Damn yes, straight, sir. Skippy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has just been Patrick and myself. We got some guests coming along, but I, with everything going on, I was just like, Pat, let's you and I talk because fucking my brain's barely holding on here. But, I mean, you know, we got to get this shit off our chest, man. And um, hopefully all of you guys are kind of seeing through a lot of this bullshit and recognizing that, again, man, it's fuck Absorb we have so it, man take, we just take have so much pill, bro take, <laughs> take that red pill son and just realize we have so much more in common than we do different man you know just keep loving each other keep loving your families keep wanting the best for each of us and just you know don't be falling for the seeds of division because they planted them and sowed them a long fucking time ago this is not a this is not a perfect country at all but again you know together man you know we, we have just way too much in common than we do different so Let's just not to let the divisions fuck us up, man, because it's all love out this club. There you go. All right. Peace good and show. so much love, show, guys. Man. Yeah, good show, man. Good show. And uh, we got some good stuff coming here in the next couple of days. Peace and all them kinds of love, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. There'll always be more. <laughs>